Hey everybody and welcome back to the Rugged Identity Podcast. This is your host Blake Blackwell and this is episode 10. Um, Today we're going to be talking about just a couple of things, a little bit of stuff about archery and then I've got some things that um, that have just really been on my mind here lately about scripture and about my relationship with Christ and things like that that I think will be really cool to share with you guys towards the end of this. Um, I know that we haven't put out an episode here in a couple weeks. It seems like we've been missing a week and then putting one out and then missing a week and putting one out. And that's just because life's getting a little bit crazy right now um, with everything that we've got going on with the school year starting. Tournament season is coming up here in a couple months. And then deer season opener here in Oklahoma is actually October the 1st, which will be coming up here pretty quick. So my mind has really been on a lot of things. And I apologize, guys. I would really love to get an episode out once a week. Um, But especially with season rolling in, it's probably going to be a hit or miss kind of deal. But those free moments that we do have you know we really do want to spend them in the woods but i promise that we're going to be getting out some episodes as much as we can throughout hunting season also and hopefully we'll have some really cool stories to tell and stuff like that too but today's kind of a big deal um i haven't really opened up and talked about it a lot on this podcast yet um i know back in previous episodes i've talked about my compound setup and also my longbow setup and i've officially made the commitment to hunt just with my longbow this year. Um, I know this is kind of a it's kind of a big jump, and it kind of scares me just a just a little bit, just knowing that there's going to be times where I'm going to have deer at 50 or 60 yards. You know that I would really be able to make a pretty good shot on with my compound and feel confident in doing so. But taking that step of hey, I got to be, I mean, really for me right now, I would say 25 and in to feel comfortable with making a really good shot on a deer. So that's going to be a really big step and. Something that I'm really excited about but nervous about also, as you guys could imagine. But I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about my setup, um, what I've decided on this year, and the arrows and broadheads that I've chosen and things like that because I actually did do quite a bit of testing. (laughs) Enough testing and my wife was getting a little bit of annoyed with how much money I was spending on arrow and broadhead setups and changing out the inserts and stuff like that. So we'll go ahead and dive right into that. Now, I know, I know I never came out and told specifically what bow that I did settle on. Um, that's one thing that I didn't have to do a whole lot of tinkering with. Um, I had a big stick assassin, which they don't make anymore, and it was a 60-inch ammo bow that had, it was 52 at 28. Um, it was a really, really good setup. It was a long bow, reflex, deflex, hybrid long bow, whatever you want to call them. It was a really, really good bow, um, but I felt like at that 60 inches, something a little bit longer probably would have been more stable and so I really wanted to go ahead and just purchase a really good custom bow if I was going to dive head into this and not just purchase something that's uh, made you know in a in a factory or anything like that you know I really wanted to spend some time and money on something that I was really going to be able to enjoy for numerous years and not really feel like I wanted to upgrade Um, and so I looked at a bunch of different companies Um, I narrowed them down between a few there's a brand called Omega Longbows that's really really good they are uh, a pretty inexpensive bow that's a very high performing bow Um, it was a really close call between them and the bow that I ended up on and I actually didn't get to shoot either one of these so it was a little bit risky to make that decision and spend a lot of money on one but the reason that I did choose the bow that I did was because I could make any kind of any kind of just you know decisions on materials woods um and everything was completely customizable and so the re- the bow that i did decide to shoot was um it's made by a brand called sock trail the bowyer is mike roberts um, if you guys are in the 
market for a new bow, long bow, recurve, anything like that. He's got numerous models, and he's a really good stand-up dude. Um, he worked with me and communicated with me through the whole process. But the way that I got in line, um, you pay a down deposit online, and then he will get with you or you'll call him and contact him, and he'll kind of tell you what you're looking at as far as when he's going to start building that bow. Now, the only issue that I had with this is when my bow was going to be done, was going to be cutting it like really close. Like I probably would have gotten my bow probably around October the 1st or towards the middle of October, which kind of worried me just a little bit, but I was going to go ahead and shoot this big stick until that bow got in. And then probably, um, around towards the end of the year, I was going to transition over just cause I didn't feel like I was going to have enough time to really get used to it. But the cool thing is, is he took a bunch of bows to ETAR, um, which is a really cool shoot that I would love to go to that a bunch of the traditional archery guys in that community you know get together and it's a pretty much like the total archery challenge but for traditional bows and what they do is they have a bunch of vendors there just like total archery challenge but a lot of bowyers go and take a bunch of bows to show people let them shoot them kind of get a feel for them um, and so they build a lot of bows to take down there just for like demo bows i guess you'd say or even some don't even don't even ever get shot they just go down there to you know look good and so people can see kind of the craftsmanship work that some of these guys are doing and he, uh, he posted on his Instagram that he had a bunch of bows that he had already built. He was putting up on the website for sale. I want to say there was like eight or ten bows. And so I went ahead and just looked at them here a couple months ago. Um, and there was one in particular that really stood out to me. It was a really unique looking bow. Um, there's probably not anyone else in the world that has a bow that looks just like this one. It's pretty unique. And it was the specs that I wanted. Um, it was a 62-inch bow, which is what I was really looking for and it was 50 pounds at 28 so on me with a 30 inch draw it's right around that 54 pounds um it was just perfect for what i wanted and he go went ahead and let me just put that down deposit towards that bow and have it shipped out to me immediately which was really cool and i'm loving that bow so what i settled on was their sock trail highline model which is a reflex deflex longbow um, it is a one piece that's the only negative thing i can say about this bow if i could literally just send this bow back or at him to send it to me again and say, hey, can you just like chop this riser in, hat and, riser in half and just make it a two-piece a two somehow? It would be absolutely perfect. Like I think I would probably shoot this bow as long as I could until there was just some kind of defect with it. I would never get rid of this thing. And I probably still won't ever get rid of this bow, but that's the only change I could even possibly think about making for next year, but I highly doubt I'll do that. It's just a one-piece longbow. Takes up a lot of room in the backseat of a pickup, and it's hard to take places without feeling scared that you're going to damage it or something like that. But other than that, I love this thing. Um, and so I did do a bunch of arrow testing with this bow also. And this is where I nerded out quite a bit. So I started off with some Easton Camo Hunter arrows, which are the just nostalgic. You've probably seen your grandpa or your dad shoot them back in the day whenever they first started hunting. They're a solid aluminum arrow. Um, and the cool thing about these, I've said before in previous episodes, is aluminums, you can literally get these things in any spine imaginable. It's not just a 300, 340, 400, 500, 600 spine. I mean, if you need something that's like, I'm really on the verge between a 450 and a 500, you can probably find something that's in like that 460 range. I mean, they've got 15 plus different spine ranges on these arrows and so that was really cool and i shot these really well the only complaint that i had with these arrows um is 
I was just starting out too, so you know I was missing the target a little bit if I'm being honest. And so if you hit anything, those aluminum arrows sometimes will bend. And I apologize, I just stopped really quick. You guys can hear my dogs in the in the background. My wife's going, and so they're playing a little bit and they're getting a little bit rowdy. But back to those Eastern camo hunters. They're a really, really good arrow, and the good thing about them is they're super straight. I mean, the tolerances on an aluminum arrow are way greater than a carbon arrow in most cases, and the price tag is significantly cheaper. Um, and even as far as, like, fletching these things up, I mean, it is a dream to flesh an aluminum arrow. Uh, there's been times with carbon arrows that you go to scrape off the old veins to put new ones on if you get... You shoot one and one gets a hole in it or one's coming off and you need to refletch some arrows. Um, you can just take a sharp knife, as sharp as it can be, it doesn't matter, and you can just go to town scraping on these things hard. And you're not going to dig in, <laughs> dig into the carbon like I've done a few times where you scrape and you see some black come up and you think, I don't know if that's good enough to shoot anymore or not. <laughs> but these, you don't ever have to worry about that. Now, I did like these arrows a lot. Um, but I just decided to test out some other arrows since that's the first one that I tried and wanted to really find the arrow that fit me best. And so the next one that I went to was also an Easton arrow, and it was their Legacy arrow, which it wasn't as straight as the others. I think they're, it's like a 5,000 straightness, which is not really a big deal to me. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that can tell the difference, especially shooting a trad bow, uh, the difference between a super, super straight, like a 1,000 straightness or a 6,000 straightness. It's not really going to matter, especially if you're shooting like 25 and in like what I'm doing. Um, but I tried these Easton Legacies, and I liked them a little bit. Um, I didn't really have any complaints with them at all. Now, I will say the durability on those arrows wasn't the greatest either. Um, I just felt like they were a little bit weak. And so I went ahead and I tried a gold tip. Now, the gold tips, everyone knows gold tip as being a super, super strong arrow. And it was a very, very good arrow. Um, but then I ran into the issue after that of... You know, buying into all the videos and you see everyone shooting those super small diameter arrows and thinking, well, I want to kind of give that a little bit of a try. And so the next arrow that I went with was a Black Eagle Instinct. Now, the Black Eagle Instinct, if I was to rank these arrows, would probably be number three on my list. Um, they're a super solid arrow. They're also that 5,000 straightness, but they have, they come standard, which is awesome, with a 100 grain insert outsert system which worked really, really well. Um, if I was to go back and shoot these arrows right now, I would have no problem shooting them. Uh, they shot really good. <clears throat> the only thing that I had to say negatively about these is they were also just a little bit a little bit weak sometimes. Um, but that is, again, with me shooting and hitting a lot of stuff. Uh, but the reason that I switched from these is I came across a brand called Day6 that I'd heard a lot of things about. Um, one of my buddies, Hayden, actually shot their broadheads for a little bit, and he couldn't get them to tune the best, which I can really see a two-blade, you know, out of a compound sometimes when you get to those longer distances. They might plane just a little bit. I always put it as if you're carrying, like, a big cardboard box outside and the wind hits it from the side, it's going to blow around a little bit. But when you turn it where it's that flat portion that's facing the wind, you're not going to get much resistance at all. So it's constantly spinning and it's constantly getting that wind drift a little bit on those. Now, when I shot the day sixes, I shot them really, really well. Um, this would be my go-to arrow for this year, like 110%. I don't necessarily think there's a better arrow out there on the market. Their insert-outsert system is probably the toughest insert-outsert system that I've ever seen. Um, they're super straight. They're a 1,000 straightness. They're a little bit pricey, but everything about these arrows was killer. Like, they are amazing, and that's probably where I'll end up going back to eventually. Um, but 
the downside to this. This is the only negative I have about these arrows. It's not really the arrows. It's just they're growing in popularity. So when you order some, it's a weak lead time. And I did cut it pretty close. I got these a couple weeks ago. Um, I shot them. And I ordered a 400 spine because I was going to up my front of center weight. And so what that means is I was just going to up my, my front point. I was going to shoot a, uh, I want to say, 150 grain broadhead, which is what I'm going to end up using this year anyway. And then I had a 100 grain um, insert outsert system. So that's 250 grains up front. And so I figured, hey, you know, I need to bump up in a spine. Um, if I go to anything less, if I keep shooting 500s, then I'm probably going to get a weak reading on my bear shaft tuning, um, which wasn't the case at all. I actually had to leave these things full length when I cut them, and they were still showing a little bit uh, stiff on the spine. And it was stiff, like it was so small that it probably wouldn't made, have made a huge difference, but when you leave an arrow that long, I mean, they were, I want to say 32, 32 and a half, and then you add that outsert, which adds almost another inch, and then you add a broadhead. I was going to be running around in the woods with a 34-inch arrow, and there's a lot of guys that would think, well, you got a 30-inch draw, that's not a huge deal. But I'm just super big on wanting this arrow to be as close to the shelf as possible while also being safe. So I was going to go ahead and order the 500s in these arrows, but that really didn't work out the best um, because the fact of once I would have to place that order and then a week lead time and then five to seven days, you know, obviously to ship them and get them here, the season would have started, so I wouldn't have had them in here in time. But I will touch a little bit more on that insert-outsert system that they have. So that insert-outsert system that they have, um, I don't think anyone else does this, which makes them super cool, is they have an insert that slides into the arrow, um, and on the end of that insert, it's got a lip on it where it catches, like most insert-outsert systems do, or insert systems do. But on the end of that insert, it was threaded. And so there was a collar or sleeve, whatever you want to call it, that would screw on over that, that would slide down over the shaft to make these things absolutely bomb-proof. Like compound, trad, these things work great out of a compound too. I mean, there's a ton of guys shooting these out of a compound. They don't even offer to send them fletched with feathers. All they have is like AAE veins, I think. So that just goes to show you that they are with the compound archer in mind, but arrows are arrows. They'll work for anything as long as you use the right veins for them. And so since I couldn't get them in in time, I did a little bit of research and I thought, man, I'm tired of spending money. I spent hundreds of dollars on these arrows. <laughs> My wife's getting frustrated at this point. Um, I stumbled across some arrows on Three Rivers. Um, I'm looking through their whole website like I'd done previous times to look at all their arrows and things like that. And if you guys are looking for anything as far as traditional archery, I would highly recommend that brand and that website, threeriversarchery.com. They literally have anything and everything you can possibly think of that you might need. Um, so they've kind of been my one-stop shop for everything as I've ventured off into the traditional archery world. They make their own brand of arrows. Three Rivers Archery, I think they're called Traditional Only Arrows. Yeah, that's what they are, Traditional Only. Um, and then they also have some that are Traditional Only Barebow. Now, the thing about the Traditional Only Barebow Arrows is that they are solid white arrows. And some of you guys may be thinking, solid white arrows, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And they do this for a number, a number of things, and I watched a lot of videos on these arrows. And so basically what this arrow is, it's almost identical. It's a five millimeter arrow. So it's not your standard size arrow, and it's not your super skinny four millimeter arrow, which I like that, a little bit smaller. Um, but that solid white is, if you're in low light conditions and you're shooting a trad bow, 
unlike a compound where you have pins that are kind of bright most of the time if you have a really good sight on there and so when it's low light you can still see I'm more of what you would say a gap distinctive shooter so I'm aware of that arrow tip but I'm focused on the target and we can get way deep into that conversation later in another episode we just don't have time for that but the white on this arrow helps me determine where that point is in those low light conditions so I can see a little bit better on my shot you know I'm not looking at a black arrow when it's a little bit darker outside because we all know when the sun comes up and it's just shooting light or right before shooting light ends it can be pretty rough to see even sometimes on a compound with your pins unless you got a sight light which we don't have any of those luxuries shooting a longbow or recurve so I needed all the help I could get and I really don't think that white's going to make a huge difference. Um, I was a little bit worried about, you know, deer probably seeing them and stuff like that. But after watching videos and seeing reviews and stuff like that, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that are having that issue, which could become a factor. But these things are great. I actually got them tuned up today. Perfect. Um, they're flying as straight as can be. I went with that 500 spine. And I actually upped that insert weight also, almost the same as what I did those day sixes. And even with that 500 spine, that's just what my bow likes. That's just what it's shooting best. So it's still worked out really well. And the inserts that I'm running with those are, they're not your standard um, Eastern Axis arrows. I upgraded to those hit inserts um, that slide down into the shaft a little bit. And they're the brass breakoffs. I'm running the full 75 grains with a 150 grain day six broadhead. I'm still shooting those on the end because those things, they're super hard steel. They're pretty bomb proof. I think they're gonna do great for me. Um, and that's what I ended up running. And I think I had to cut them down to almost like 30 and a half inches, a little bit over, a little bit over that, I think, actually, because 30 and a half would be the, yeah, a little bit over 30 and a half. I can't remember what it was, but it's barely over that shelf, but it's just enough to where that broadhead's not touching me or anything like that, so it's perfect. Um, another thing about this that I had learned through this experience is, you know, how much draw length, how much that affects your shot. I'd be hitting, you know, the center of the target, but it'd be higher low a lot. And that's because my draw length was varying quite a bit. Um, and after doing some research and stuff like that and talking to some people, they said, you know, why don't you just try out a clicker? So I tried out a clicker, which that is, if you don't know, it's a little device that sticks on your limb towards the top as a string connecting to your bowstring. So when you get to a certain point, it makes a clicking noise to know to stop. And <laughs> there's, you know, you hear people talking about like weight loss surgeries or a diet or something in their life that like changes their life, makes a huge difference. And they just want to tell everybody about it. <laughs> that's, that's like how I am with this clicker. This clicker has made a huge difference. Um, I think I'd be fine without one at this point because I got some muscle memory built up, but it's definitely a game changer for me. Um, it's a little bit loud when it makes that clicking noise, um, but I played around with that a little bit too. If you just put some electrical tape on the back of that clicker, you can still hear that click noise, but it's a lot more faint. It's not as loud at all. And so that's the setup that I'm running for this year. Um, super excited about it. Super, super excited about it. Um, I will say, not trying to toot my own horn, at 20 yards, I mean, I'm dead on. I'm shooting a softball-sized group consistently, um, even with cold shots, just through repetition, which it's really helped, you know, being at archery practice with my kids and having that opportunity to shoot to at least 20 yards every single day. So I will say, if someone is looking to get into traditional archery, um, I will say up front, you don't have to go purchase six to ten different shafts to test around with um, you will probably have to test around with spines 
And the cool thing about that, Three Rivers, Day Six, all those people, they do sell a bear shaft tuning kit, um, which will send you normally either two to four different arrows. You get to pick two different spines and kind of play with those to see what works the best. Um, but one piece of advice I would give is don't play around with your point weight too much. Um, I would try to stay with at least 200 grains up front. Um, you hear a lot of guys talking about that high FOC. With compounds, you know, it does matter a little bit. You will get a lot more penetration, but I don't think we understand. And I've really learned this after going through this journey of switching to traditional archery that shooting a compound, you can get away with a lot. You, I mean, if your bow's a little bit out of tune and you're shooting a mechanical broadhead and you have a 8% FOC, 9% FOC, you're probably still going to be fine from closer distances. Um, you can get away with a lot more. But with these, just pick a point weight and stay with it. I would stay around that 200 grains. Now that doesn't mean a 200 grain broadhead. That can mean like a 50 grain insert and a 150 grain broadhead or a 25 grain insert, 175 grain broadhead. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, I would stay with that 200 grains up front for that extra penetration. And I would tune your arrows to your bow and to your front weight. I would not, I wouldn't play around with that stuff too much. It can just become a really big headache. Um, and then another problem that I was running into that I will say that this may help a lot of people out because it took me, I didn't do a whole lot of research. Um, and so I was just kind of diving head in, in the dark and <laughs> trying to figure it out on my own is start that knock point on that bow high, like way high up there. I almost want to say like seven eighths, like almost an inch above center. And then just work your way down because if you start where you think that center, and you're getting a knock high reading a lot of the time that's going to be from the back end of the arrow bouncing off that shelf and you're getting a false reading and keep moving down thinking this ain't right and it's just going to give you a headache so just start up and you work your way down and then you'll eventually hit that point where that arrow might be bouncing off that shelf which is fine and then you know you need to just move it a little bit maybe an eighth of an inch a sixteenth of an inch back up and keep working up until you're not hitting that shelf anymore and you'll be dialed in and you'll be dead on but that's a little bit about um, the journey that I've been taking with this and some of the things that I've learned that may help you guys out a little bit. Um, October 1st is coming up. If Cutter Lotus is listening to this right now, I'm sure he's getting fired up. Me and him are going to shoot a big old freezer queen October the 1st. So I'm really excited about that. And it'll be my first trad kill. I know he's going to be able to put me on a deer. So the pressure is really on me just to make a good shot. So we'll see if we can make that happen. Now, guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's dive into what we're really passionate about and what's even more important than hunting. Um, this is something that I've really just been thinking a lot about here lately um, with my daily Bible reading and just talking to the Lord and spending time in prayer and stuff like that. Um, I think a, a problem, not really a problem all the time, but just things that we run into a lot of times as followers of Christ is we don't need to judge our relationship with him based on feelings. Um, and the reason that I say that is me personally, there's times in my life where I, I continue to do the same things. You know, I'm still reading my Bible every day. I'm supposed, I'm still spending that time with God. And I truly believe I'm trying to do everything I can to put him first in every area. And you may just not feel him, if that makes sense. Um, there's going to be times like, I just remember going back and going to church camp um, and you come back when you're in high school, middle school, whatever, and you're on this on fire for God, you're on this high, and you're just feeling the Holy Spirit move in your life, um, and you're fired up, and you just want to tell everybody about Him, and then weeks go on, and you feel like you're, you're by yourself in your room, um, you're listening to music, you're reading your Bible, and you just may not feel Him 
the way that you might have felt him at those events or just you may go day-to-day life and you may feel him sometimes crazy strong in the presence of the Lord and then other times you know you're just you may go weeks without man I'm just not really feeling him I don't I keep praying about certain things and I really don't feel like the Lord is speaking to me and so I just wrote down a couple ideas um I'm not going to go crazy in depth, but just some stuff that you may want to think about that you may just want to let seep in and set in on your mind and just take it into your heart and your mind and just understand the way the things are sometimes. And the first of these is a lot of times when this would happen, especially when I was starting out in my faith, it would make me want to stop altogether if we're being completely honest. Like I would get frustrated. Um, I would get upset and be thinking, you know, why do I not feel the presence of the Lord? Like I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and it would make me just want to stop altogether at certain points and then pick it back up later on. I'd go through spurts and it'd just be an up and down roller coaster. Um, and the, the thing about this is I think that's a huge problem, especially with youth and especially with the generations, you know, coming up is you're going to have times where you feel that way. And so stopping is not, not going to be, um, the best thing for you to do that's when you need to have faith um and we'll go deeper into faith later on because that's that's probably the main point i want to touch on through this whole thing so we'll get get we'll get to that towards the end now the second of this um it, it can be caused by being focused on the wrong things i've opened up and talked about how hunting became pretty much an idol in my life um, even right now, like it's really ramping up and hunting is on my mind a lot. Tuning my bow, like we just talked about, was on my mind a lot. I would stay up <laughs> when that arrow was bouncing off that shelf and me not understanding what was going on. <laughs> that, you know, I was probably thinking about that too much. Um, it kind of consumed me just a little bit, but I'm to where now where I can kind of see those things and catch them when they start to happen and kind of nip that in the butt and get it figured out. But focusing on the Lord, even when you don't may not feel him the most um that that you just have to push through that i mean that's anything in life if you want to be great at anything if you want your relationship to be on fire with the lord all the time there's going to be times where you're just going to have to push through and you're going to have to stay consistent um consistency you know is the key of shooting your bow consistency is the key with um working out and consistency is the key with anything in life and just being consistent and showing up um and just preparing the way for the Lord to just enter your mind, enter your heart on a daily basis is what we have to continue to do. Um, Number three is sometimes we just need to be still. And what I mean by this, I have fallen guilty to this sometimes where I feel like I almost have to catch God in a way. I felt like maybe he was, you know, going away from me and I had to just come after him and chase him and catch him in the right moment and do the exact right things and all that and guys I just want you to understand you never have to necessarily catch him um, there's really you you can't do that you have to just understand to be still sometimes he doesn't want you to just continue to keep trying hard 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 and wearing yourself out trying to figure it out there's times in life where God is working in ways that you could never imagine that you don't even know about right now but later on in life you will see that there's going to be times Um, I remember being in sports and I remember getting injured. I hurt my back one year and I had to sit out for most of the year. And I didn't understand why, but I came back stronger because of that. And it really helped me with my focus. It helped me with my work ethic to really work hard and go through healing myself and getting better and things like that. Um, Or even if you've gotten hurt to the point to where 
you have to completely stop playing your sports or completely stop hunting for a little bit. Maybe that's time God's just wanting you to be still. Maybe that's times that he's just wanting you to just take a deep breath, you know, turn on some worship music. During that time, you would have been doing other things for those hobbies or those things you're really enjoying and just spend time with him. Um, I truly believe there's times that he wants us just to put everything aside, put everything down, even if we feel like there's things we need to do and just completely stop and just take a deep breath and just pray and just talk to him and rely on him and have faith and just lean in because that's exactly what he wants us to do a lot of times when things like that happens. And it can be hard to recognize because there are things that are going to be hard in life. There's going to be times where you don't understand why things are happening, but I promise in the end that God is working behind doors and he is working in ways that you could not imagine as long as you keep on following him and don't give up. And the last is what I've started off talking about is having faith. And so I have a couple of scriptures that talk about faith. Um, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Sometimes we're not going to see it, like I just said. There's going to be times where we have to have confidence in what we hope for, not just hoping for what we hope for, if that makes sense. There's going to be times where we're going to have to understand, like, I completely trust you, God. I completely surrender you, and I completely trust everything that you're doing right now. I don't understand it right now, but I am believing, I am praying, and I am praising you and glorifying you through these times because I know that's going to work out better for me in the end, and my life is not based on circumstances. My faith and my relationship to the Lord is not based on feelings, but it is in that firm foundation that we have with him once we surrender our lives to him. Once we surrender our lives to him, like Tanner had to go back and tell me in one of the past episodes, you know, I said, everyone's a child of God. Well, we are once we accept him into our lives and he takes control of everything that we have. So we just have to understand that he is working for us in ways that we may not see in that moment. Another verse is James. In the first chapter of James, verse 6, says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Now, there's a really cool story about um, some disciples in a boat, and the winds and the waves were crashing, um, and it was just going crazy, and the Lord was sleeping through it all, and they're freaking out, and he gets up, and he's just talking about, basically, he wants them just to have faith. He wants them to trust them through it all like don't you understand I am with you why are you worried don't you believe that I can take care of everything in your life don't you believe and don't you understand that everything that may look so bad that may scare you so bad you have me in your life you have me on your side I know things may not work out the way that you think they should sometimes but I promise you that I'm still on your side and I'm still in your life and I'm still the Lord of your life and I will take care of you And the last verse I wrote down right here is Psalms 27, verse 14. It says, Wait for the Lord, let your heart be strong and courageous. And then emphasizes again in the next sentence, Wait for the Lord. Now, waiting for the Lord doesn't mean you just need to sit there and be stagnant and not do anything. But waiting in the Lord is still pursuing Him, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, doing everything you can to just glorify Him in every day of your life. Guys, I will say one thing, and that is that some of the most impactful stories 
and the impactful people that I've heard talk to me in my life or I've seen live out their life for Christ um, and that I've seen firsthand are those that may have some awful circumstances that may be going through some things and like losing a loved one um, or something as extreme as that. And even through that, I can't imagine how I would react, but they still continue to keep their eyes fixed on, fixed on Jesus. They continue to keep their eyes fixed on the Lord. Um, we talked about evangelism in our college ministry group um, last week, and one of the speakers brought up something so cool, and he said before he was saved, he went to church service. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And he thought the chick on stage that was playing the piano was just smoking hot. <laughs> That's what he was thinking about the whole time. He kept tapping on his buddy's sh- shoulder who brought him there and was just saying, hey, I need to talk to this chick. Like, she's so good looking. Like, give me your number. Give me your number. And just bugging him about it. And at this point in his life, he had, he didn't, he didn't have the Lord. You know, he, he wasn't really that open to it. He just came because literally his buddy said, if you come to church with me this Sunday, just come with me one time. I'll never bug you about it again. I'll never say another word with you, word to you about it again. So we came. And when that girl got up that he was hitting on, talking about the whole time that she's up there worshiping the Lord, and he said when she was worshiping, you know, she's raising her hands. She's got tears coming down her face. Like she is all in for Christ, and she is just absolutely showing the definition of true worship to him. She gets up, and she has to grab two crutches, and she was handicapped. She could not get off that stage on her own, and she was still praising the Lord with everything that she had. And it absolutely just wrecked him. It wrecked him. And the point of me telling you guys this is, no matter how bad that you think you have it, I'm not going to sit here and say someone has it worse because I have no idea what you're going through. But she continued to praise God even when things weren't that easy. And that is just... that (laughs) Nothing shows someone on fire for the Lord. No one shows, nothing shows God really how much more that you want him, that you need him, that you can't rely on yourself than just to see somebody who has something so bad going on in their life. They continue to worship him through it because I promise you guys, he's not left you. He's not leaving you. It says he chases down the 99 to find the one every single time. And no matter what you're going through, I mean, Jesus says in scripture, he didn't come for the sick or he didn't come for the rich or the ones that have it all together or the ones that are great and powerful and seem like they have it all figured out and the ones that, you know, have a high social status or have everything in their life that seems picture perfect. You know, he came for the sick. He came for the ones that that truly needed something. They needed somebody. And I promise you that he's always going to show up when you need it. Even when it feels like you need him right then and you don't feel him there, I promise you he's there. All you have to do is just surrender everything you have to him and just accept Christ in your life, and I promise everything's going to turn out so much greater than you could ever imagine. Now, guys, I know hunting season's coming up, and I know a big thing here at Rugged Identity, you know, is being a man, or even if there's females listening to this, a woman after God's own heart. And it was easy for me to fall into that trap of focusing so much on hunting that I'm pushing the Lord away and that I'm not focusing on him at all. And I just want you guys to remember as season is approaching, some of you guys might be listening to this out west or even some of the states that I know deer season opened up on the 15th and you may be going all in, you know, full swing. Every second of your free time is going towards that. Guys, just remember to um, just remember to focus on him. Just remember to give him more time, uh, more of your thoughts, more of your worship, 
then shooting a deer and then going hunting and doing all those things guys um i know that it's gonna it's a ongoing battle for me in my mind too is i just want to fully focus all my attention on hunting you just have to remember that we are followers of christ first and we are hunters second so guys i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode we'll be dropping episode 11 as soon as we can get to it i promise we're working on some new stuff that i think will be great um we also i also have a super big announcement that i want to make on the next episode that we drop that i think you guys might really enjoy um something that i've been praying about and thinking about for quite some time now but guys just remember to uh stay rugged and know who your identity's in we'll catch you next time see you guys